and uh, we worship him. Everything that has breath. Can you breathe? Are you alive? You're not in the undertaker's home. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And I will bless the Lord at all times. At, at all times. Means no matter what the weather is, what the surrounding circumstance, know what your body say, your neighbor think about you, who comes to church, who didn't clean up, who didn't help. I will bless the Lord at all times. Then is praise. What's in your mouth? <laughs> Wrath, anger, but his praise shall be continually be continually be in my mouth. That means nothing can erase it. Nothing can take it out. You know, you have a bad moment, so you put him down and you begin to go into a moment of wrath. Then you pick it back up. That's not the way it works. His praise overcome every obstacles in your life. Where every situation, every circumstance is so, so you can praise him. You get that? You get a disappointment. Something didn't go right. Okay? You didn't have enough for your rent, your mortgage, your whatever. But you still praise him. You still give him. Do you understand what I'm talking about? It's moving you out of the self realm into the uh, faith realm. Faith to faith. Somebody say, well, I have faith. All right, yeah. But you stay in one level, one degree of faith. That's all. You can believe him for certain things. But the impossible things, you can't believe him. What's impossible to man is possible. So you move from faith to faith to faith. That's what happened in um, uh, Hebrews 6, I think it is. See, um, where um, Hebrews chapter 6, what, what did he say right there? Uh, was it start verse, um, therefore leaving. How do you leave the principles? By faith. See, one faith gives you another faith. But you can believe God for one thing. You believe one section of scripture. But when it comes to another section of scripture, you don't believe that. You have a problem with that. Because God has not moved you out of the realm of uh, one faith to another faith. So you're lacking. See, you're lacking and you've not been graduated from that. So you're still carrying your backpack and your little, um, few little things in your bag. And uh, you can believe God for that. Yeah, for A, B, C, 1, 2, 3, you can believe God for that. But when it comes to a higher level, you just can't believe God. When you begin to um, know, know or hear more about this great God, how great he is. But I don't think so. I've got some doubt. See, doubts begin to. So you're not, and put you back at the Jesus saved. You believe that. And that's easy. You know, he died on the cross. And that's the truth. So you have truth, but it's on a um, limited level. And God has not graduated you and moving you up into the length, the uh, breadth, the depth, the height uh, uh, of the love of God. To know him. Oh, that I might know him. How could Paul say that when he had already so much experience? The man was even caught up unto the third heaven. And still, now if Paul cry out, what about me? What about me? See, I, I have problems with with certain things. And in uh, Hebrews, what? Chapter 6, verse verse 1 says, uh, Therefore, no, what does it mean to leave? That means you're not there. But you can leave, but you still take it, with, uh, take it with you. You have the doctrines right, so you take it with you. You don't leave, leave it behind, but 
it means that you're moving on, you're graduating to a higher level. You, yeah, that's it. You're growing uh, in grace and in the knowledge of, uh, of Jesus Christ. So therefore, leaving, you've got to leave something. Leaving the prince of his life. You go, and every time you go, or every time you come to church, you hear the same message over and over. Or we discuss the same things over and over. You're not leaving. You're not graduating. Said, when last did you, uh, when, how long and when last did you discuss a certain doctrine? How, how long do you stay there? Uh, are you moving on? Have you discovered anything new about God? That's what he's saying right here. When you leave, that means you've discovered more truth, more understanding about, about God. You're on a higher level. Okay, you're not what you used to be a year ago, but this year the church is growing. Like I look around, and I can tell if it's grown or not. Um, I can tell. I feel this morning uh, 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 you've grown in cleanliness. You see, you've grown in that kind of a unity. Look around and see the church. I, I can see. Uh, I, my eyes are trained to see these things, and I can discern spirits. I know when you're in a good mood, and I know when you're in a nasty mood. When your mood is not right, is not right. Just leave you alone. Let let you stew uh, in that. You let you sit in that. Let you marinate in that kind of a spirit. Just leave you alone, and let uh, don't 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 try to get them out. Let them taste uh, how sweet it is, or how bitter it is. See, and unless they taste it and get tired of it, they will go right back in it. See, they'll jump right back in it. Don't try to pull them out. Let them stay. If they want to stay in it, they want to stay into a bad spirit, pouty, moody, criticized. Let just give them a break. Let them stay in that critical spirit. Let them stew in that. Well, what will happen to the church? Nothing's not going to happen to the church because God's not depending on that person. Do you understand that? You you might think the local church depending on you, but you've got to understand that he who has begun a good work in that city. See, who's starting the work? Who's doing it? It's God that work it. Remember, it's God that work it in you, in your life and in your midst. God's doing it. So you get to the place where you trust God and not men. You look to the hills from whence cometh your help. Our help cometh from the Lord. And he's a great uh, savior, great creator. So therefore, leaving... Uh, that doesn't mean you just leave it behind, throw it away. No, but you graduate. You leave, left the kindergarten stage, ABC. You're grown up to second level and third level. And before you know it, you're, you're doing algebra and all of these great. And you move up from there until after a while. My goodness, your mind is sharpened and you're expanding. See, leaving the principle means you're expanding. Okay, from that little level that you were. Okay, came to church and uh, you know a few things. Now we're in the heart and Daniel in the lion's den, which is also good. But now you begin to grow in grace. Oh, that I might know him. You begin to move on up and looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So you leave those principles. You graduate. Okay, that church must move on instead of drinking milk when you should have been fathers, uh, teachers, your babes. You still uh, have to be corrected because you're moody. See, you're touchy. Uh, you're, 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 you can't be taken by the hand of a ministry. You're no help. You're, your mood, your spirit. A pastor can't ask you to say something. Then you focus on yourself instead of focus on Christ. You ever seen that? Like a runaway train. You can't stay and try. Somebody said, uh, you're given a chance to begin to exalt Jesus before you know you talk about yourself. What do you think that is? That's a baby. That's a little cry baby. That's crying. Um, somebody take, took my toy. Mama, Johnny took my toy. Oh, mama. Get, you, that's your baby in the church. You've not learned to mature where God can just rest on you. And lean on you. But you, you put yourself first. Me, my, I've got to have it first. I can't do that. Because uh, um, uh, I, I would have done it, but it's so inconvenient for me. See that? 
that's a test. God's testing your little spirit. God's finding out who, who you are and what is inside of you. Well, I would have, if they had it on another day, and I would do this. I look at your little touchy spirit, your selfish spirit that cannot deny yourself. You don't know what it means to deny yourself. You've got to learn how to deny yourself and put the work of God first. Well, I want that, and I need a brand new pair of shoes, so I can't do this. Oh, my little selfish. Uh, you ought to talk to the widow of... Um, uh, from the widow, was it named, or what? where was it from? Was she from? Where God sent uh, Zerapter, where God sent uh, a man, a prophet, and said, go on down there. And this little woman that had a little bit of mean in her, barrel and oil will take care of you. God, God's a wonderful God. God sent the prophet down there, and the woman had the last bite. Well, how could God do that? God will take your last meat, yes, he will. But look out, it's not the end like that little lad. The little lad's lunch, you know. Uh, what, what did he do with it? Uh, they, I'm sure there was others out there had a sandwich. There was other people out there, but they hid it. They wouldn't give it. Uh, but that you never heard about them. Their little stimulus check didn't multiply. But their little fish and loaf didn't multiply because they didn't give anything to God. They took it from me, my high. But uh, after that, that's over. That's gone. But this little lad put it. It's been a launch in the hand of God. And what happened? You're still talking about it. And he's still multiplied. Look at all. It began on a hill uh, but over there when Jesus was preaching. But look all around the world. He wasn't uh, in America, but we're talking about these things today. See, so that's when you put God first. F-I-R-S-T. And not L-A-S-T. First. And God honor those that honor him. You honor God and say, look, Lord, this is what I've had. H-A-V-E, see? And you don't hide H-I-V-E, anything from him. But you're an open book. Your heart is open to God. And you're, you're upfront with God, see? Don't hide something and give him a portion and say, that's all I have. Okay, let me see you had a hand. But you won't take it out because you kept back a part for yourself. And you will not put God first. You've got to learn to put God first. Honor the Lord with your substance and the first of your increase. Everything that come in your hand that wasn't there, you give it to God and see what you keep bringing it in because God, uh, you're creating a debt and God will never hold you anything. God makes sure that he holds no man anything. What you give unto the Lord and he will give back to you. So you learn all these things, principles. Uh, a child go to school uh, at the basics and they learn A, B, C, one, two, three. Um, um, and all these things they learn there when they're down there, kindergarten at that level. But now it's time. You can't uh, go to college by just staying in, ki in kindergarten. So that's what God says. You can't go to college. You will never graduate if you just stay in the principles of the doctrines of Christ. But you come a time when um, I, I, I know what one, two, three, I can count to a hundred. I can count up to a thousand and I've got to move on up. There comes a time when I've got to put away uh, childish things. I've got to put away bad spirits. I've got to put away me, my I, and begin to focus on God and begin to grow up in him in all things. So what do you have to do? You don't stay there. You begin to uh, leave the principles, leaving the principles of the doctrine. Notice, the doctrine of Christ. Ooh, so I... Cannot leave something that I don't know about. But Paul, or the writer here, I believe it's Paul. I know it's Paul. And uh, I don't care what nobody else say. Uh, it's not uh, uh, Barnabas, poor little Barnabas. Uh, and wasn't even, uh, uh, you didn't even hear very much more about it. Paul wrote over 13 or 14 epistles. Paul did it. Okay, nobody could write Hebrews like, like Paul. Show me one writer. And uh, Paul did it. And he, uh, he even told in the last chapter about Timothy. See, uh, uh, you're looking at the last chapter talk about Timothy. Nobody else knew Timothy but Paul. And that's common sense. See, but oh, poor theologian. Uh, they're so knowledgeable until they're done. But here, therefore, leaving the principle, see, of the doctrine of Christ. Okay, doesn't mean you throw it away. But you, you have it, and that's the foundation. But now you're graduating let us, 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 let us go on 
You see, you keep moving to what? Perfection. So perfection doesn't come from the um, ju just the doctrine of Christ. Somebody say, let's focus on doctrine all the time. That's good. But you're going to have to graduate from doctrines. You get that? Uh, you've got to graduate from these things. Oh, but we don't want to graduate. We quarrel all the time. And we fuss. And uh, we want to know. Let's count. Put your finger out. And let's find, find out how many is in the Godhead. One, two, three. No, it's not It's not three. It's two. No, it's not two. It's one. No, it's not one. It's three. See, and we quarrel. And we go back and forth. have doctrines. And uh, we need to grow up uh, into him in all things. How long are we going to stay there? And we have not figured out whether it's one to three or three. Uh, whatever it is, see, but leaving the doctrines of Christ, let us go on to perfection. So perfection is not uh, obtained by just the doctrine of Christ. There's more in God, see, than, and, and Paul is good to us in telling us some of the things that we have to move on because I would not be qualified enough to tell you what uh, to move on from, but Paul did it. So I can repeat what Paul says, not laying again. The foundation of repentance. You know every house is built on a foundation. So you, the, the, the doctrines of Christ are foundation. That you lay and you build upon the doctrines of Christ. The teachings of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. So leaving these things. Don't throw them away. But just keep building. Moving upward. Adding more material. Put, put in the... Uh, Get up to the windows. Get then up to the roof. You understand? Perfection. Just don't stay right there. Uh, one scripture. But get into the Bible. Find out what the law and the prophet has to say about Jesus. Search the scripture. Like the uh, Bereans, uh, they were noble. Uh, they searched the scriptures daily to see if those things were so. And let us go on. Let Not just one, but the whole church. Let us go on. Here's the church going on. But you're, you're stalled and you're grounded and you won't move because you got some doctrines that Grandpa taught you. And you, uh, you brought from uh, 20, 30 years ago and you don't believe that there's more in God. And you don't, you don't trust the preacher. You don't trust the teacher. You trust your little self. What you learned uh, 25 years ago. See, but there's more in God. God's a progressive God. He moves forward and he grows. He wants us to grow. See, so uh, it goes on. He said, not laying again, not laying, keep repeating, going over the foundation of repent. Everybody say, are you repent yet? And you go, yeah, repent. And that's good. But when you repent, you don't have to keep repenting. See, unless you don't have faith. From faith to faith. He takes you from one faith to faith, to faith to faith. You get that? You move away from that. You don't throw it away, but you just go up from faith to faith. What's your faith? Some people have more faith than the others because they've grown up and they know more about the word of God. The more word you know, the more of the word of God is, the more your faith will be strong because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And your faith grows. Faith grows, but you've got to keep feeding it. And unless you feed your faith, it will not grow. It grows Growing up in him in all things, how do you do? By hearing the word of God. Uh, what am I doing this morning? I'm putting some fertilizer and new uh, uh, soil around you and not uh, just leave you in that old, so that old soil of repentance. See that? I've got to go a little further than repentance. What if I was just talking about repentance uh, uh, this morning? Repentance is good, but there's a lot more. Changing your ways is good. Not laying again the foundation of repentance, notice what, from dead works. That's the Adamic works. That whole nature, see? Uh, uh, the do's and the don'ts. You've got to graduate from that to go on in God, to have a revelation of God. So when I spend my time just barking and, and telling people to repent because your life is not good, that's baby stuff. That's taking the church back to kid stuff. See, but I've got to trust the church into the future forward. Where they'll grow up into him in all things. Otherwise, I'm putting uh, them back in reverse. See, but uh, not laying again. Not going over again. Brother, did you repent? 
and he's been in church for 20 years. What is he doing there? He's a elder, he's a deacon, he's a church mother, or she's a church mother, but she's never grown up. She's a little baby, always doing the same little things that they did 20 years ago. Do you think that God's going to put that person in a responsible position in the kingdom? They get in the kingdom, they'll be washing the dishes. Uh, they'll be cleaning the, the commode because they've not graduated. Not that cleaning these things are bad or doing this because you cleaned the church yesterday. But what I'm using natural things to show you that there's a higher level in God where, where you can want to sit in the presence of God. And when you get out of your mouth, uh, who are you talking to? Kid, ba babies? Kid stuff? Uh, who is their pastor? What does he say when he stands on his, his feet? Does he talk a little baby stuff? So I, I should at least try to be like my pastor, uh, putting forth the word of God. See? And, and, and he says that not laying again. This is important. Not going back and laying again. They thought you keep laying it. Can you imagine? You're building a house. And all you're doing is laying the foundation. And then you dig it down and then you lay it again. So much of what you're doing. I'm laying the foundation. But didn't you lay it last week? Yes, I did. But I think I need to lay it again because I'm building a house, you see. Well, the house will never be built because you keep uh, laying the foundation. You never get away from the foundation eh? uh, uh, of repentance from dead works. Notice, the dead works is the old nature of the flesh. The, you've not taken off the old nature and you keep... Uh, Laying it. And uh, uh, Johnny, take your clothes off. You were outside playing in the dirt. Take your clothes off. Then the next morning, Johnny, take your clothes off. See? And you keep on that. See? Because that's dead work. But you've got to grow up in him where now you have changed from glory to glory. Even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Dead works will never put you in the kingdom. You need living works. That's the work of Jesus Christ. From dead works we've got to change. We've got to graduate from dead works uh, to uh, living works. Uh, repentance from dead works. And notice this. This is it. And a faith towards God. Why most preachers would pat you on your shoulder and say, oh that was wonderful message today. You taught the people faith towards God. But did they hear it last week? Did they hear it last year? Uh, that preacher didn't do very much for you today. Unless he can give you living word. The living word of God. You'll still be in your little stubborn way. He's got to break you out of that. It takes a message and a preacher to break us out of our stubborn ways. Otherwise, we'll be grounded in it. Somebody say, well, um, I don't like this church because they're too strict. They're talking too much and I like sound like they're pushing. No, they're not. They're just trying to break us out of one mold to another and from faith to faith because the preacher knows you've got to move from faith to faith. Okay, so last year he stays the same. Oh, isn't that sweet? So he come back with a sweet message. No, he's got to come sometimes and break that mold. Otherwise, you'll stay right there and you, say, you should say, thank you, Pastor. Thank you. I was in a, a mold of dead words, but you broke it out today where, where I can... Where I can move forward uh, in God. See, faith, notice, towards God is, do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe that Jesus, Son of God? Yes, I do. So what do you do after that? You've got to move forward uh, onto perfection. Next verse says, verse 2. And notice here, uh, faith towards God. But notice here, repentance, faith towards God. But now, and of the doctrine of baptism. Uh, notice is more than one baptism. There are more than one baptism. So you have water baptism. You have Holy Ghost baptism. You have fire baptism. He shall baptize you. Which one? The Holy Ghost. Somebody shout. And fire. My God. He shall baptize you. With the Holy Ghost. And fire. And Paul said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you were believed? See, that's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I can ask you this one. Have you received the Holy Ghost? Uh, since you were uh, believed, yes, pastor, praise the Lord. Let's move on. Have you received your water baptism? Yes, pastor, praise the Lord. Let's move on. Have you received your fire baptism? Yes, yes, pastor, I'm going through it. I'm still going through it. I'm persecuted and uh, cast down but not destroyed. Amen. Said when I'm weak, yet am I strong. Come on, have you received that yet? Baptism of fire? 
huh? When your children on drugs and everybody leave you and uh, you lost everything. All right. Have you gone through the fire? Yes, pastor. And look at you still. You're still blooming and shouting and praise God. Let's move on. You graduate because you've gone through all of those things. So you graduate. But if you fail and you couldn't even move on when you're going through um, hot, uh, you're going through the, uh, the baptism of fire, said here, he said, of the doctrines of, notice it here, of baptisms. That's powerful. Does the S raise letter? Does that S mean more than one? Uh, raise Tatiana. Does the S mean more than one? So it's more than one baptism. You have water baptism, but there's another baptism. Huh? There's another baptism. It says that uh, of the baptism and the laying on of hands. You, you, you know, when we come to this, everybody want to lay hands. They all they want to do uh, for the whole service is move around and lay hands and give a word. And this brother or this sister giving a word and then they laugh a little bit. Remember those days, Tony? Then they laugh. <laughs> and they see feathers flying and uh, while you're drinking your coffee, uh, feathers flying and, and all of that stuff. Then you look at all that uh, baby stuff and uh, come here oil pouring out of the roof and, and, and the ceiling. See? And all of these manifestations that we look for. But we didn't want the word of God. We couldn't spend time studying the word of God. I'm preaching. And of the doctrines of baptism. And of the laying on of hands. Come up here. And you see that long prayer line. And we get up there. And, and tell everybody uh, something about themselves. And what's going to happen about you know, tomorrow. And where they call to the ministry. And we said oh that's wonderful. But they didn't hear the word of God. They didn't have a knowledge of God. They came in the same way they leave dry. Came in dry and leave dry. You get that? See, uh, they're laying on of hands. And of the resurrection. That's powerful. Now, that's a red. Well, how more can you go? The resurrection. See, that's a doctrine of the resurrection. Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. He was buried. And on the third day, he rose again. Uh, next week, is it Easter? That uh, we'll all be going over it. And that's powerful. The resurrection message is a, a great message. Uh, because it takes, the, uh, it takes the resurrection to establish the kingdom. See? There must be a, a resurrection at the second coming of Jesus Christ. Okay, so. But here it's telling us that we should graduate. Uh, we should leave all of these. The resurrection of the, uh, uh, of the dead. And of eternal punishment. Judgment. There's a hell. And you, are, you, you, you need to escape hell by the preaching of the word of God. There is a hell. Uh, and so, eternal judgment. You, if you don't repent, you'll be lost. You'll be in the lake of fire, uh, which burns forever and ever. That's where the devil and his uh, angels are going to be. Uh, that's where the beast and the false prophets are going to get there. See, second death is called. And uh, eternal, next verse, eternal judgment. See? And notice, notice here, you, you said, you can't just get up and say, I'm going to, I'm going to bring this about. No. And said, well, I'm going to move on in God. No. How many times I can tell the church, let's move on in God. And they don't even hear what I'm saying. Uh, let's do this in God. Uh, that's not the way. That's not might, not by might, nor by power, but it's by my spirit, said the Lord. How many times I can tell you. And then you don't even move on. You don't even hear what I had to say. You come to church and you sit down. And the word of God doesn't make you happy. It makes you mad. And uh, I was glad when they say unto me. Let us go into the house of God. There's no changes in your life. In your spirit. You're just the same. You just come to church. But when you leave church you forget. You don't even, you don't even leave church. Because you don't hear what the spirit is saying to the church. And this will be do. All of that that you've heard in the past. But Paul told us. We'll do it. We'll graduate. We'll leave it. We'll grow up. If. That's a big little word. Isn't it? That little word if. If what? There's a condition. And there's a. It not, it's not depending on me. Your, your maturity in God. Is not just your, your own will. Your own knowledge. It's the will of God. See. Uh, it's calling on God. It's relying on God. It's depending on God. You can study all you want to unless he touch the eyes of your understanding. The, uh, 
disciples on the road to Emmaus. Jesus was there. Jesus was with them for three and a half years. But yet, what happened? They didn't know him. Their eyes were closed. Have you ever thought that each step, each layer, each movement, there's a veil over our eyes? And if God permits, meaning that God pulled back the blindness and the darkness that's there. If God permits, if God permits, uh, you who were sometimes darkness, but now are you light through the Lord. Walk as children of light. If God permits, see that word there? If God permits, permits what? He's got to give you a permit to go to the next level, to the next state. It's not because I'm a good preacher, I'm going to move you up. It's if God permits this church. If God permits you as a church to go forward and to move on in God, if God permits, you will then begin to go to the next level. Somebody said, no, I just get there. No, you can't. You can't get out of what we just read. Those are different resurrection. They're laying on of hands and the baptism and so on. You can't get out of that. Most churches today are confined to that. That's all. You go to the church and that's all they're preaching. If it's not resurrection, baptism, how many name, what name you're baptizing, laying on of hands, faith towards God. That's a big thing. Faith towards God means uh, that um, you believe in God for a car. And look at what this sister got. Oh, she's been believing for a house and she got it. See that? But then you're still in that realm. You've not graduated yet out of that baby stage. God's a big God. He's bigger than the preacher. He's bigger than you and I. So now, now all of this, you've, you, uh, you've, you've done it. Okay, what we've just read before. But to go forward in God, more in God, is if, if God permits. Otherwise, you're, on the, you're talking around and wandering blindness, and you can tell a person that God has not permitted them. God has not given them the ability or the knowledge or the insight to go forward. The eyes of their understanding is not enlightened by the Spirit of God. So it says that, go back, if God permits, uh, verse 3, and this will we do. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? This will we do. That means go forward in God. Go on to the next level in God. Get out of the ABC 1, 2, 3 level of the gospel. Okay, that's the doctrines of Christ. And we go forward now in God. Remember, you're going to go forward in God if God draws you. Draw me and I will run after you. You can only run when you're drawn. If somebody said, I'm running after God. Well, let's see how far you get. Is he drawing you? If he's drawing you, that's fine. Draw me and we will run when you draw, when you pull me, when I feel the unction of the anointing, when I feel the Holy Spirit. Oh, he's drawing me. You get that? He's drawing you. You feel that pulling on your spirit as the preacher is preaching. You said, oh my God, that's me. That's where I am. He's talking about me. Thank God for this church. Why would that, why would the preacher be anointed to go in that area? Did he make up anything? Did I, did I make up any notes? Huh? I don't have any notes about what I'm talking about. I didn't even know I was going to talk on that. See? But, but it says that. And this will we do. We can only do it. Lord, you begin to pray now. Said, I want to move out of this realm. You have to pray. The preacher can talk all he wants to, but you'll never move unless you have that desire in your heart and you see yourself and say, Lord, now I want to graduate. Say, look, Lord, I've been carrying, uh, 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 I've, been, I've been coming to church for 20 years and I'm, I've not graduated. There, no, there's never been a graduation, uh, a ser sermon service for me. I'm still in this realm. But Lord, will you grant me Lord, this year that I will pass to the next level? That I will graduate. You get that? And you can only do it if God gave you the permit or the diploma. With a simpler word, right? Wouldn't that, Marina? The, the, something like that. You graduate. Huh? The, 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 the diploma. Right. That's a diplomacy or something like that. In my day, you have to have diplomacy to get a diploma. <laughs> so what am I talking about? See, but the diploma, right? You go on a certificate. Uh, what, what happened is that you move from that. You've graduated. You don't have to go and repeat that anymore. But wouldn't that be suffer if after graduating you go back and take the same course over and over? That's what the scripture is saying. You've graduated, but you're taking the same course over and over. You're repeating the course. You're repeating like one that's faith. But no, you ought to be graduate, and this will we do. 
let, let the church, let God as a graduation service for you, where you're moving from that level to another level. And this will be do. But you can't do it. You can't say tomorrow, I'm going to move to a higher level. No. If God will do it, if God permits. He's got to give you the permit before you can build another building. Right? You've got to have a permit. Okay? Amen? Before you can build another building. So you're going to build another building, go another level, add to the building, the foundation, and this will be due if God, verse 4, permits. says, for, and it gives you a warning. It gives you, look, look how it starts off. For, it is impossible for those who were once enlightened. What a warning now. It's telling you, it didn't tell you that when you came to Christ. But it's telling you now you're going to go higher. And remember now, remember, this is not gain. This is not, well, I repent, I repent. I did it going back and forth. No. Okay, you can't do that now. You expecting to grow up and leaving all of the principles. Because now God is permitting you to go forward. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened. And have tasted. Look at that. What? Tasted. Oh, taste and see. Of the heavenly gift. The heavenly gift. Who is that? Of Jesus Christ. Remember before you've accepted him and all that. But you've not really tasted it. That's the difference. Now you can look at the stew cooking. But it's another thing to say. Could you taste this? And you know exactly what's needed. See, so a lot of people, they have not tasted God. They have not tasted Christ. Now, you don't know if you're supposed to have some more salt, season, what's lacking in that stew. You can tell when you taste. Okay? So now God permits you now to begin to taste of the heavenly gift. That's a different now. How many people have tasted? Go to church all their life. And they have not tasted. They have not yet tasted. And until you taste him, you will not know what's lacking in your life. Mm. I don't taste like Christ. There's some more salt needed. Some more ingredient. What, what God's permitting you now to see is who Christ really is. And not focus on anything but Christ. And then you begin to taste Christ and see what's lacking in your own life. The ingredients that's missing. What you need. Okay? So now God has permitted you to taste of the heavenly gift. What a word. He's permitted you to taste of the heavenly gift. Can you see? For it's impossible for those who were once enlightened. That means the darkness. God penetrates that darkness with his word. And light come in your mind and your spirit. Now you've had that light. And then you're going back to darkness. It is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted, enlightened, and have tasted. Two, two major things right there. Of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost. Somebody said, oh, could that person come back to God? They were once enlightened. That's in your mind. You think they were. But they've been going to church and they repent. Yes, and all of that. But they were not enlightened. They've, they've not tasted of the heavenly gift. They're not enlightened. They go in there and they, they might have uh, think they're moving forward. But they're still in the junior stage. Okay? The doctrines of Christ. The foundation principle. Okay? So they fall. They come right back. But now when a person is going forward, it's in maturity. That's a different level now. You're going into uh, not but uh, 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 kindergarten, but you're coming up to high school. Okay? To a higher level of learning. So uh, if they get to that stage, for it's impossible for those who were once enlightened, and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made. You see that word made? Uh, there's a word that is being done in their life, made. It is God that worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. You were made, okay? Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. You were made, okay? That doesn't have anything to do with you. It's Christ in you. 
the hope of glory. Do you get that? Made partakers of the uh, heavenly gifts. I tasted the heavenly gifts and were made partakers of. That's powerful. Were made partakers of the Holy Ghost. How did you get it? When you get with, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? No, we have not even heard. Lift your hands up. Holy Ghost came down and you speak in tongues. But now you begin to uh, go on in God. You're growing in God and into the gifts and the things that the Holy Ghost brought. He brought light and life and immortality to light through the gospel. Jesus Christ said, I'm going away, but I leave you another comforter. And then when he personally began to reveal to you the hidden mysteries of Christ, the sweetness, how sweet he tastes. You want to know? You get the Holy Ghost and begin to move in the Holy Ghost and live every day in that realm. And you'll find out how sweet he is. Just try that. Now, I'm not talking about a little speaking tongue where you come to church and you feel good. And then you go through the door, the devil just say, come on back home. That's not what I'm talking about. You got that same spirit. You'll never change. You got that same spirit. You has never changed. That's the one I'm talking about partakers of the Holy Ghost. Where you eat, live daily. Not by my but not by power, but by my spirit. Where the Holy Ghost is your daily, your guide, your delight. You walk in the spirit. You live in the spirit. You've tasted it. My God, I don't want to go back. See, that's what I'm talking about. You begin to move on. Where now, you're not just you, me, I, I'm working, but it's Christ. It's the Holy Ghost that's leading you. You're governed by the Holy Ghost. You're not in the realm of carnality. But you have the mind of the Spirit of God. Partakers of the Holy Ghost. Verse 5. And I've tasted. Oh, the good word of God. The, the revelation of the death. The word that, God, that Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life. I am the word, the true bread that came down. You've tasted it. And you've been, become partakers of the good word of God. And Jesus Christ is the word of God. Get that? Who is the word of God? He is the word of God. And it's the same word that became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. And I've tasted them. Oh, taste and see. Do, do you know the, the senses? You have natural senses, but you also have spiritual senses. So it's your spirit, man, your inner man. I've tasted your spirit, uh, tasted the spirit of God. So his spirit, bearing witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. And when you taste that, when you taste, you're getting the same taste of Jesus. When Jesus got baptized, he tasted. He was filled with the Holy Ghost, not just a taste. For you and I right now, we have to keep tasting until the fullness comes. Because we've not yet had the fullness of the Holy Ghost. We've had small portions. That's why most times we are dry. And every once in a while, a little rain of the Spirit come on you and you praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And you shout a little bit, and before you know it, you come back to natural. But you've got to build on that now until uh, you begin and you're more natural uh, than you are spiritual. The Holy Ghost touch you a little bit, but as you grow in grace, the Holy Ghost will touch you more. And wherein it was just a small part, now you have two-thirds. You see that? That's powerful. Where you live for God. Where you live for the Holy Ghost. Leading you. And you'll never get up in the morning and plan anything without the Holy Ghost. You said, Lord, lead me, guide me, direct me, help me, Father. And you, uh, you look around and nobody else is worshiping God. It doesn't matter to you. Because you're an individual that have tasted. Okay? And I've tasted the good word. That's it. Pastor. Wasn't that a good word? Instead of looking at the pastor hungry and mad because he preached the truth. He should lie to me. He shouldn't tell me that. Make me feel good when I'm bad. Tell me no. I'm up when I'm down. 
can't do that. You've tasted the good word of God. And this is something ought to make you shout. And of the powers of the world to come. Somebody say, when I get to heaven, I'm going to taste the milk and the honey. Who teaching you those things? Eh? The honey, the river. Huh? When I get, I have to wait till I get to heaven, then I'll drink of the river. You never hear, hear that? The river, where the milk and the honey flow. Where you get that doctrine? Who's teaching you those stuff? If you have to wait to drink of the milk and honey, when you go to heaven, that's late. But right now, there is a river. Jesus called them to come and die. Right now, there is a river flowing. And the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. Right now, you can be glad. Uh, he has made me glad. You can clap your hands. Shout. Praise the Lord. Glorify God. Or you can stand there and look like a dummy. A statue. It's up to you. It's up to you. And God's not going to move a dummy forward. Statue. It's a people that is happy. And the people that do know their God shall be strong. Come on. And they shall do exploits. Exploits. What's the exploit? You came in and everybody's full of the devil. They cast down and bound up. And you said, not today, devil, not me. You, you said, okay, Satan, you, uh, you told God that, uh, that uh, you go, when he asked you from whence cometh thou, and you might come from that church, you might tell and, uh, God that you're coming from the church that, that I'm in, but you haven't got everybody because you don't have me. I'm going to lift my hands today. And I'm going to praise God no matter who. I'm not going to look at anybody, but I'm going to lift up my hands. I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to shout. And let me tell you, one can chase the devil. I don't care how many demons, how many evil spirits is in that church. I'm going to go in there today with my mind on God because I'm a partaker of the divine nature of God. I have tasted of the Holy Ghost, the power of the world to come. Are you listening now? And I'm going to shout the praises of God. I'm going to make some noise and make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Amen. Somebody help me. I'm going to make some noise. And I'm going to praise God. I'm going to lift up my hands and praise the Lord. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good and have tasted the good word of God. What a good, the more you, you study and hear it. Let me begin to close this. And have tasted of the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. Oh my God, what power is it? Notice, and have, listen, are you listening? And have, and, and have tasted of the powers of the world to come. What does that mean? The powers of the world to come. I've tasted of the powers of the world to come. So the world to come is not this one. The world to come is the kingdom. Okay? Uh, the ages to come. But you've tasted of the powers, powers of the world to come. What do you think that is? Huh? What do you think that is? It's the same preachers that you're despising. Mm -hmm. They're the powers of the world to come. Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Yes, they are. Uh-huh. You're looking at the powers of the world to come. Well, I won't obey them now, but I will do it over there, really. Huh? So what do you think he gave apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers? You don't understand the scripture. You don't think a man of God is valuable. In your mind, your little mind, which is, what, three pounds of dead grain matter? Hmm? Can barely know that one on one is two? Do you get that? Not developed. Our mind is not really developed like it should be. And, well, I don't know who the powers of the world to come. Who's that angel? No. I'll be greater, far greater than an angel. I'm not an angel. I don't want to be an angel. That, that is leaving the height. Because unto the angels has he, has he not given the power and the authority of the world to come. You, you don't understand that? That's why we have these movies 
about angels. And you get all excited because somebody showed by the side of the road and it's an angel. No, God, let me tell you something. You should be more excited when Paul walked into Corinth. They were more blessed because Paul could give them. Why, why when the angel told, um, told uh, Cornelius to send for Peter? Because the angel couldn't do what Peter did. And as soon as Peter went there, what happened? They became partakers of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost came down. Look, look, we've got power to lay our hands on the sick and command that disease to go. Angels don't have that. See? Uh, we've got power to lay our hands on the sick and they recover or to lay our hands and you receive the Holy Ghost. We've got power to tell you of the world to come. Amen. I'm telling you that this morning. And I've tasted of the good word of God and the powers. You're under a ministry that declared the word of God to you. And you said, I don't believe that. I don't believe. And you, you begin to take on that spirit. Where of rebellion. Well, God told me that. God told you that? Really? God ignored the minister and tell you that. Yes, he did. Sure, pastor. Well, where's the scripture for that? Well, I know God, I was fasting and praying God told me that. Keep fasting then. He's going to tell you some more, isn't he? But that's not the way God works. God works through a ministry. And you might not like them and you might ignore them. But God doesn't ignore them because you ignore them. And you do that to your own destruction. Because you're going to get goofy. And you're going to go off the limb. But you won't know. You think, well, my God, I'm way up here. <laughs> no. It takes a ministry to tell you that you're barking up the wrong tree. You're going down the wrong lane. But you don't know that. You think it's going down. No. It's the powers of the world to come. God's training them now. Amen. They have to prepare to rule. Some is going to rule ten cities. Some five cities. Some two cities. Some one city. And some no cities. Because they didn't do anything for God. They didn't, they didn't submit to the Lord. You, you think that God was going to give you well done, thou good and faithful servant, here's a city, and you didn't do anything for God? Tell me what have you done for God lately? What have you done for God? You need to scratch my head. About 10 years ago, I paid my tithe. See, so you haven't done anything for God. It's a daily. You have to light the lamp every day. You can't just do one time and expect a reward for that. Or you go to work one day and you don't work for the rest of the month. Don't call in. And at the end of the month you show up and you begin to... They're going to say, well, what are you doing here? Well, I'm on, I, I, I come to work. Why didn't you call? Why didn't you... Well, I think my job is secured and everybody knows that I work here. Oh, God knows I'm a Christian. God knows I love him. No, you've got to make changes in your life. You can't pretend you've got to turn to God and you've got to be a, a servant of God. Let me tell you, God is not desperate for people unless you haven't read your Bible. Read Revelation. The multitude that nobody could count. See? So when you feel like you want to get discouraged, read that chapter. When that brother or that sister will not do right, will not serve God, just read that chapter and find out you're not alone. And you're working to get in that group or to get there somehow. Look at the angels that fall, I mean the, the elders that fall and worship him. And they have tasted of the good word of God. Revelations and light and insight and they don't even value it. And the powers of the world to come. It's not angels. Unto which of the angels have he given? None. But unto us. Amen. Jesus said, Them that overcome will I grant to sit with me in my throne. That means in the place of authority. The throne authority. That means if you're in Africa and the throne is in Jerusalem, you have that authority. Just like an ambassador. Because that's who we are ambassadors. The world to come is ambassadors. An ambassador that's sent from the United States has got much power. Amen? Much power as the president who sent him. Because he represents the president. You know, did you know that? And an ambassador for Christ represents. And an ambassador to Merced represents Christ. 
And what I'm telling you from the word of God, the good word of God is just as if Jesus Christ was telling you. That's what an ambassador is. And it doesn't matter if you believe or not. That's not important. You don't believe that that's an ambassador, but he's still an ambassador. And look at what you heard this morning. from You've never heard the scripture explained like that. Otherwise, get, get me the tape. I want to show you how God gives revelation to a church. And give you, feed you bread and, 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 and get you off of the milk. But give you meat. Let me begin to close. And I've tasted the good word of God and the power sparkle. I could stay all day of the world to come. I could show you the powers. Paul, Peter, John, James. Everyone in their dispensation. And in our dispensation, God's not going to judge me for the dispensation or, or the time period of Paul. It's for now. What do I do? And how much did I stand for God when darkness was thick upon the earth? When there's riot in the streets and casting out the Bible and they didn't want it. What did I do? That's what God's going to judge me for. Did I stand up? Did I preach the word of God? That's what God judged. He's not going to judge you with the Corinthian church. He's going to judge you with right now. Did you stand up right there? And when nobody wanted to go to church, and they, they, did you begin to listen to the word of God? And everybody, oh, God talking to me. They hear all kinds of voices. But you focus on the living word of God. You've tasted, look at that. You've tasted of the good word. Of God, not the word that somebody tells you or something you hear in your mind. Well, I heard is God told me that that's not the good word. The good word is this book. Period. You got to focus on this book, not on this book, because ain't not much up there. And don't let your, your tongue speak from this. God needs some men and women that will stand up and hold on to God. Some good men and women that look at you this morning. That, can, that God pours out life. That's why God, that, that's God pouring out into you. But it's up to you to close it. It's up to you to put a lid over it. And I don't have to come and say, lift up the lid so I can pour into you. I don't have to do that. God will open you up if you let him. And move you to the next level. Do you get that? See, so it's not, well, uh, uh, pouring out into men or women is, are the vessels willing? Are they empty? They might, they might have all kind of ideas in their minds and they're not empty and they're not willing for somebody to kick them over spiritually and fill them up. Turn them upside down and then put them on the right side up and let God be God in their life. Can you find those? I said, can you find those? No, no it's not easy because we are already filled up with our own ideas but God still have a few men and women Who's going to pour out the word of God, the truth? And you can't pour into vessels that are filled. The vessels must be empty. Okay, verse uh, 6. Verse 6 says, If they shall fall away, to renew them again to repentance, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh, and have put him to an open shame. They had a crucifixion. You don't have to wait for next week. They already done it. Every day, they're crucifying him. And put him to an open shame. Look at that. Put him to an open shame. Do you see? An open shame. For the earth, which drinketh in the rain, that cometh off upon it, and bringeth forth herbs meat for them, by whom it is dressed, receiveth the blessing from God. But that which beareth thorn and bears is rejected and is nigh unto cursing, whose hand is to be burned. Just read on. Beloved, we are persuaded better things of you. Notice, things that accompany salvation. Though we thus speak, for God is powerful. Is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed towards his name, in that ye have ministered. See that what you do now to the saints. You've ministered to not to yourself, but to the saints, and continually ministering. Not one time, but and do minister. 
And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. That's it? Okay. 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 I'll go back to verse 11. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the hand. God bless you today. God.